You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Welcome to the program. It's hour one on this Tuesday. Not as much drama last night as, say, Sunday night, but we still had a little bit to talk about. Come on in, stay a while. We'll check in with Kelly Slater, the greatest surfer in history. He's also in our bracket challenge. Paulie had an interesting take on Kelly Slater. Can you think of a more recognizable sports person, an athlete, that you've seen less in their prime with everything they've done? Kelly Slater's 50 years of age, still the best surfer in the world. How much surfing do you actually get to watch? And uh, Kelly's going to join us. Yes, Paul. Yeah, because like Tony Hawk, you know, X Games. I think everyone saw X Games or X Games highlights. Sean White, X Games, Olympics. I always used to make the case that uh, Usain Bolt was the least watched athlete because you watch him for about 45 seconds every four years. Yeah. But Kelly Slater, he's a household name. He'll join us coming up next hour. Albert Breer, the Monday morning quarterback, will join us coming up in about 15 minutes. He's at uh, the NFL meetings. We can talk about Jimmy Garoppolo, Baker Mayfield, the new overtime rule or rules that are being considered. So he'll join us coming up. You can get in touch with the program. Dial us up, 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address, dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at show. Say good morning to Peacock, our streaming partner, and our radio affiliates, around the country, iHeartRadio, Fox Sports Radio, and uh, all the other great cities that carry this program. And this program brought to you by Meguiar's Hybrid Ceramic Pre-Wax Prep, newest member to their hybrid ceramic family, easy to use, and uh, makes the color really pop on your car. Back on the road, Meguiar's Ceramic Made Easy. Poll question, play of the day, stat of the day, all of that forthcoming. By the way, according to TMZ, Chris Rock hasn't spoken to Will Smith and didn't know about the condition that Jada Pinkett had with uh, alopecia, which does make sense, but there are conflicting reports. There are a lot of people who felt like that was staged. I thought it was staged, and then I realized soon after when you had Will Smith yelling at Chris Rock during the ceremony that it wasn't staged. But there are a lot of people who thought, oh, he didn't really hit him. I thought, well, Will Smith posted an apology. If it was a skit, I don't think you're apologizing, or Chris Rock would have been in on this. And I'm thinking, boy, are you that desperate to get people to watch that you'd have a skit where Will Smith gets mad, defends his wife, goes up there and smacks Chris Rock? Yeah, Seaton. People are breaking down the video like it's the Zapruder <laughs> film. Like, look at this. See right here, this motion. This is clearly uh, stage fighting that they were taught. Yeah. Yeah, Paulie. I'm probably kind of disappointed in Will Smith apologizing. Don't apologize when you're not sorry. Nothing is softer than apologizing when you're not sorry. To, to check some box or get back in the good graces. He stood by it. He walked off stage like a boss. He sat there. He didn't apologize in the moment. Don't apologize. Don't, he, he should apologize to the Academy Awards. No, he, should, he shouldn't apologize. If he doesn't want to apologize to Chris Rock, that's one thing. Yeah. He hijacked the Academy Awards. And he was fine doing it. He sat there afterwards and continued to hijack it. Yeah, but then he got emotional up there because he realized what he did in the moment. (laughs) But uh, according to TMZ, Chris Rock was left shaken and bewildered by Will, but he went to an after party, had some fun before the night ended. Uh, Yes, Eden. He didn't see. I appreciate Will Smith saying, you know, I'm embarrassed by my actions. But he wasn't embarrassed at the party when he was singing and dancing to his own music <laughs> and carrying his Academy Award. That wasn't the actions of a guy who was like, wow, I'm really embarrassed about what I just did. 
Yes, time. And for those who insist that it was a skit, they show like Chris, he's, he's bracing for the slap. Like he knew it was coming when they zoom in on that moment right before he gets Oh, hit. I don't think he knew because he had his hands down. If you thought something was happening, then he would have had his hands up. But he had his hands like he, he was almost like, you know, thinking that Will was going to do something funny there. And he kind of put his, you know, head out there, chin out there, and Will smacked him. We'll keep an eye on that story, though. We've got some of our best people on that, of course. Kevin Frazier from Entertainment Tonight is all over that. All right, uh, Seton, what kind of poll question are we sitting on today? Well, Dan, so far today we've been talking, uh, well, before the show anyway, which overtime rules do you like best mm. going off the NFL? Do you like college where uh, each team starts at the 25? Do you like what the Colts and the Eagles have uh, proposed, which is both teams touch the ball once, or what the Titans have, which is both teams touch the ball once unless the first team scores a touchdown and a two-point conversion? <sighs> now, is this going to be regular season and postseason, or is it just postseason? Is there a different rule for regular season? Why would there be different rules? Regular season versus postseason. But this is what they're thinking about. Why don't you just make it simple? All right? You get the ball, you get the ball. Guaranteed. You get the ball, you get the ball. You score a touchdown, we have to score a touchdown. We score a touchdown, whoever scores after that, kick a field goal, whatever it is, you win. Don't need to throw anything else in there, but they're going to. Yes, Eden. Where does each team start then? Is it just like a normal kickoff? Just a normal kickoff. Now, if you want to go, you start at the 25, and then you get to start at the 25. But I don't like the college style. I like watching the college style. I think it's interesting. But, you know, what do you do with those stats? Um, it just feels like it. that's going to take longer. If you do it with the college you know, way, while it's entertaining, and they're not as concerned about college kids' safety, whereas the NFL lost a billion dollars, so they have to be concerned about the safety of the players – then you can't have an extended period for overtime. Yes, Eden. But if you if each team touches the ball and if you want to start at the 25, you could start at the 25. Isn't that essentially college? No, I, I just threw that out there because I know you love the 25. Yeah, although I just take away the field goal. Like you, have, you have four downs from the 25 to score a touchdown is the way that I would like that. Yeah, I, you know, this is why we're having Albert Breer on because <laughs> this is confusing. Yes, Paulie. I got in this industry because I didn't want to think. And then, you know, my yeah, grades my, uh, show it. My bad. <laughs> By the way, is it just me or does Kyle Shanahan look like Kendall Roy from Succession? That's Succession. Hey, that's right out of my playbook. I know. It it looks if you put those side by side, I I see Kendall Roy and uh, Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, Paul. Did you see the uh, NFL head coach yearly picture this year? <laughs> no. The the, uh, the outfits are great. Yeah, and that's that's of these guys getting their stuff dressed up for picture day. It, it looks like they ran through their closet in the dark and grabbed stuff. Well, Belichick looks like he gets dressed in the dark anyway. He no showed again. He no shows for the picture every year. Do you know that he? I think he's like seven years into no showing for the picture. I always like what Andy Reid wears. Doesn't he always have something a little bit louder? Luau fa fashion. <laughs> yes. Yeah, there is. <laughs> yeah. It's all, always Hawaiian shirt day when Andy Reid is around. He looks yeah. like he just got off a plane in, in Hawaii, and they, they give him the, the outfit. Yeah. The Luau connection uh, uh, by Andy Reid. <laughs> Collection, I should say. Yeah, Paul. Matt Rule, the coach of Carolina, his yeah. pants are like four inches too long. He probably bought them, never had them hem. <laughs> Coaches don't have time to hem pants. Uh, all right. Uh, what other poll questions do we have there, Seton? Uh, we've got one uh, life I'd want, Kelly Slater or the field. Ooh. That's another Pauly one there. 
That's Paulie's. That's a Paulie special there, the field. You know, if I was having Kelly Slater's life, it might be 20 years earlier, but uh, still has pretty good life at age 50. Yeah, Paul. He, he's famous for surfing. There's like one famous worldwide. There really is. I know surfers aren't going to like this, but there's one household name surfer of all time. He's it. He's probably the one super rich surfer. <laughs> yeah. So he not only gets to do like a vacation activity for a living. But I don't, if you've watched surfing. Oh, it's dangerous. That doesn't look like it's vacation surfing. Yeah. But again, he, he hasn't gotten bitten by a shark yet. So up to this point, it's, <laughs> well, he's good shape. Okay. Yeah, but he's no, had broken bones. He's gotten hurt. And he's probably put himself in you know peril. Did you factor in he dated Pam Anderson? No. Throw that in there. Who hasn't? Come on. He dated a few, didn't he? Cameron Diaz. Really? Yeah, I think he's. Uh, wow. I think he's done well. I think he's done done more than uh, surfing. Nobody. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you, Marvin. <laughs> Who has it better than Kelly Slater? Uh, any other poll questions that we're considering today? I think we're going to go with the uh, NFL overtime rule. All right. Paulie offered this. Is it okay for an actor to go on stage and smack a comedian for something they didn't like? Is it okay for an athlete to smack a fan if the fan says something offensive? If Kevin Durant and some guy starts hollering about his mom or his grandmother, wasn't there an athlete the other day, a, a, a player, they said something about his grandmother who had passed away? From yes. Could he, could he smack the fan no, in the front row? No, no. I thought it's okay now. Well, it's not. <laughs> no, what Will Smith did is not okay. It appears to be. No, it's not. It shouldn't be. No fines, no penalties, no charges. I Well, I know. They talked about maybe they were going to take back his Academy Award. or I can't see them. It's under review. I love that. That the Academy Awards is under review. Yeah, I'm used to sports being under review. This is... We're, are they going to break it down? You know, the different angles here? <laughs> They're going to go to Gene Steratore? Yes, Paul or uh, Seaton. I like too that so many of the articles say the headlines would say Will Smith appears to slap or <laughs> allegedly slaps Chris Rock. It's like no, I'm, I'm quite sure what we're watching is him getting slapped. And he got hit, and I think he's got a bruise on his uh, face getting smacked. Yes, Tom. And what are they going to really do? They're not going to take his Academy Award away. Where they're not going to send him the free movies in the mail. Where they're going to take his uh, Screen Actors Guild card away. Come on. Silly. I don't know what Hollywood punishment would be. How about and, no makeup for a year oh, anywhere? Well, I, I think that it, if Will Smith wanted to hurt Chris Rock, he should have not laughed. That hurts. A comedian, when you see somebody in the audience, and you go, oh, God. Then, but although Chris Rock may go, oh, you didn't like that one? How about this one? But, yeah, I think, as Todd knows, it hurts. It does hurt. When the audience doesn't laugh. It's very uncomfortable. Yeah, and nobody least. has come on stage to slap you for anything you've said. I probably would have been better off. At least we got some kind of reaction <laughs> than nothing. Yeah. I'll take the slap over quiet. Yeah. I paid for comedy. You didn't give me comedy. Whack! No, we don't encourage that with Todd. Yes, Todd. So if he really wanted to hurt Chris Rock from a physical standpoint, why not a punch instead of a slap? So he had a little bit of restraint. Could we give him that much credit, a slap? If he would have made a fist and actually punched him in the face? No, no, no. A slap is a message. A disrespect kind of It's that, so much more disrespectful. Yes. Like, like when you challenge to a duel, then I, I take off my glove and I slap you with it. Like, oh, it's on. Meanwhile, we're going to try to kill each other. But, no, that's a message. That, that, that was meant to embarrass Chris Rock with just a slap. A punch, then, then he's down. 
then, then what happens? Now, then the, the entire Academy Awards come to a screeching halt. Yes, Todd. It's still an, is it safe to call that an assault, what happened, or is that too dramatic, that, he, that Chris Rock was assaulted? It's an assault. If they were on the street and it was, you know, two guys you didn't know, then you'd say, well, that's an assault. Yeah, if you do that to your barista at the coffee shop, you're going to jail, aren't you? I guess. I think you are. Yes. I mean, I've gotten mad at my barista, but <laughs> never never to that point. That's why I went to you. I don't have one yeah. personally. This isn't soy. <laughs> I said almond milk. Yes, Tom. Whatever you want to call it, it was still enough for the police. They went to Chris Rock and they wanted to press charges against him, which would have been very bizarre if he said, yeah, I'm going to press charges against Wilson. It actually kind of would have been awesome in, in some way. He's <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, as a matter of fact, I would like to press charges. Yes. I love that P. Diddy's involved in this. He... he came on stage just after the slap and said, Will and Chris, uh, we're going to solve this like family at the gold party, but right now we're moving on with love. You got a strange way of showing love. Will Smith, the vessel of love, and everybody was just spreading light and peace throughout the world. <laughs> I'm surprised DJ Khaled didn't announce the fight. You know, he always shows up to do the quick announcement and go. Another one. Oh, just really answering my calling. This 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 will never go away. Like next next year's Academy Awards. Like, you know, yeah, James Corden's going to get out there and be like, so uh, <laughs> no. anyone getting slapped tonight? No, is somebody going to go out there with boxing gloves on when they they get ready? Like a, a comedian goes out and he's got boxing gloves and a, a robe on and trunks on ready to go. They're going to have Chris Rock and Will Smith do it together. Oh, One guy likes yeah. to talk smack, but the other guy doesn't mind throwing his hands. Here's our next presenter. One talk smack. One likes to smack. Yes, Marvin. That's exactly what I was going to say. Or does a comedian come up and they have like security guards in front of him as a little skit and he just starts going after, you know, all the people in the audience. I, You know, if somebody was going to get smacked, it would be Ricky Gervais because when he does like the People's Choice Awards, he lights them up like far worse than I mean, Chris Rock. And I kept thinking that yesterday. It's not even a good joke. Like if you're going to get smacked, get smacked for a good joke. Wasn't even funny. And how many people know about G.I. Jane to begin with? I watched it a few times. Yes, I can't of lie course to you. you I did. mean, to me, more. I know. <laughs> I don't know. All right. We'll take a break. We'll settle on our poll question. Phone calls forthcoming. We'll talk to Albert Breer from the uh, Monday morning quarterback. He's at the NFL meetings. We'll talk about overtime. Baker Mayfield. We'll talk about Jimmy Garoppolo. There's a few things uh, on the menu there. And Albert will join us coming up next. Right here on the Dan Patrick Show. Got our love sack. Fritzy got to see the love sack today. So nice. I love that shade of blue and it's yeah. comfy. It's yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Wasn't that your nickname in high school? Love sack? One of many. That was that was one of the nicer ones of the group. So this sectional, sectional is what they're called. It's uh, pretty incredible because you got the music, speakers, subwoofer in the couch. It's uh, the most adaptable couch. The world's most adaptable couch. It now features love sack, stealth tech, you got uh, Harmon Carden in there. Uh, you know, the speakers, the sound really blows you away. And you can add to it. You can configure it however you want to. But uh, the Love Sack sectional with Stealth Tech right here in the man cave. Uh, customized based on the size, configuration, fabric, type, color, level of support, added accessories. Game days with our sectional with Stealth Tech. Never been better. 
because you're going to feel it's surround sound, but it's in the couch. The world's most adaptable couch. Find out how to customize your new couch on Lovesack. Love L A uh, Love S A C dot com. That's Lovesack dot com. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. I like to let you behind the scenes and let you see sort of the involvement of our, you know, everybody who works here, front of the camera, behind the scenes, philanthropic uh, gestures. And and Todd is going to have one tomorrow. And he said that, uh, all proceeds from uh, Jersey Mike. Jersey Mike. 100% of all uh, proceeds go to the Special Olympics. And so you're going to buy lunch tomorrow, Jersey Mike's, for everybody. It's, it's very pricey, though. It's, a, it's, a little, it's not your average like, sub shop, but I'm just saying. But it's about Special it Olympics. It all goes to Special Olympics. But, and Paulie made an interesting point. Why don't you just make a donation to Special Olympics true. instead of an excuse to stuff your face with like a giant sub? And I didn't think of that. I guess I could have like yogurt or fruit salad and then just send like 50 bucks, you know, Will online you know? to them. Will you? Oh, definitely not. It's more fun this Everybody wins. I get like the giant turkey club and the Special Olympics kids get a donation and everybody's happy. Okay. What if it was like ding-dongs and ho-hos? Even better. (laughs) I haven't had like a yodel or a ring-ding or a tweaky or devil dog in quite some time. It'd be a great excuse. Todd Fritz, philanthropist. Uh, Paulie has an NFL quiz before we get to uh, Albert Breer of the Monday Morning Quarterback. Marvin. Uh, oh, we got the music. Uh, quick NFL quiz music. Dan, you know Taysom Hill from the Saints? We've talked about him a lot over the past few years. Yes. According to his head coach at the owners' meetings, he's going to focus on blank position this year. He is going to focus on blank position this year. I'll give you the choices. Quarterback, since he is a quarterback. Running back, receiver, wide receiver, tight end, or other. I'm Taysom gonna... Hill is going to focus on what position this is? Tight end. Tight end is correct. He's technically still in the quarterback play, but he's going to focus on the tight end position. Spring in Albert Breer, the Monday morning quarterback, senior NFL reporter joining us from the NFL meetings. I don't know if that's big news down there that Taysom Hill is the, the quarterback experiment is over now that Sean Payton is not in New Orleans. And now he's going to focus on being a tight end. It's an expensive tight end they have. Yeah, but I think the quarterback experiment was over when you looked at the structure of the contracts that he did. Yeah. And you saw like how the numbers jump to like quarterback like real quarterback numbers if he's actually playing quarterback. So like once you saw that contract, it's like they're not playing him at quarterback anymore because they weren't gonna pay the freight, especially with all the, the, the cap issues that they have. All right. I wanted to talk to you and have you on because of the overtime rule, the proposals that are going on. Where are we yeah. right now and you know, when do they vote on these proposals or a, a singular proposal? I think the the meeting, the competition committee meeting is from 1030 to 1130. So like the vote will come relatively soon. I think we'll get it, you know, well before noon. Um, and like talking to a couple informed people last night, it, it sounds to me like 50-50, like 50% it gets tabled and they talk about it again in May. Um, you know, and, and I think there's like a 25% chance maybe it's, it's for the playoffs only, 25% it's for everything. And so, you know, part of the issue here, Dan, and a lot of people haven't talked about this, but there's a third proposal that's come up now. So you know what the Indianapolis-Philadelphia proposal is where it guarantee a possession for each team. Uh, the Tennessee proposal where you can only end it um, if you have the first possession, if you go for two. The third proposal is really interesting. 
it was initially called continuation. I think now they've started to call it extended period. Roger Goodell, Troy Vincent, like this has been talked about at the highest levels of the league over the last couple of days quietly. They're going to bring it up in the competition committee meeting. The idea would be the game just continues. So if you have the ball at the end of the fourth quarter, like it's almost like instead of going from first half to second half, you're going from third quarter to fourth quarter again where you flip the field, but the team that has the ball keeps the ball. And so then you go into sudden death. It takes the coin toss out of it. It means the possession that you have in overtime is an earned possession. It's not a random thing. And it mitigates the issue with the quarterbacks. And I think the main thing here is the overtime rule change they made 10, 12 years ago was because the kickers were too good, right? The reason they're doing it, the reason this overtime things come up again is because the quarterbacks are too good. And so I think that there's a concern, like, where does that end? You know what I mean? Like, and are we going to be back here five or 10 years from now talking about something else? Whereas if you went to the continuation model, you take the coin toss out of it, you make the possession earned, and whoever has the ball has the ball. So I like I'll be honest with you, like this came onto my radar over the weekend. So I don't haven't had like all this time to workshop and I think a lot of people are like that. I don't think they'll vote on continuation today. But I think it's possible that that third idea is intriguing enough where they say, okay, like let's table this till May so everybody can have an idea or everybody can have a chance to think about this third idea for a couple of months. Uh, is there more of a market for Jimmy Garoppolo or Baker Mayfield? I would say there are more teams that would be willing to go with Jimmy Garoppolo as their starting quarterback right now. I think the issues of the two guys are separate. I think there are teams that would roll the dice on Baker and say, okay, look at Seattle. Like maybe I'd bring in Baker to come and compete with Drew Locke, but I'm not going to do it at $18.858 million. And so with Baker, I think it's purely the money. And there's not a team out there that's willing to lock him in as their starting quarterback. And if you're not willing to lock a guy in as your starting quarterback, you're not going to pay him $18.858 million. So I think ultimately maybe this comes down to Cleveland eating some of the contracts and taking some of the money on and then trading him for whatever, a day three draft pick. Whereas with Jimmy, it's about the shoulder. Um, this is Jimmy. This is the last year of Jimmy's contract. And so if you're trading for him, you're trading for him for right now. Like that's the only reason you're trading for him. And if Jimmy's not going to throw until the end of June, beginning of July, that means you've got no spring work, right? And while they think he's going to be okay coming back, like in August and September, you don't know that. So if you bring him in for one year and you have doubts about maybe where he'll be in September and October, maybe you feel good he'll be there in November, well, then that mitigates that one-year benefit that you're getting for having him on the roster. And, oh, by the way, because he already missed the spring, he's going to come in a little bit behind in training camp anyway. And so I think the uncertainty with the shoulder is the biggest issue in moving Garoppolo. And the Niners at one point thought they were going to be able to get a couple of second-round picks for him, whereas with Mayfield, I think it's the fact that nobody would be willing to take him on as like their lock, stock, and barrel starter, which makes the money a problem. Well, that's what I wondered about Garoppolo, that they were entertaining the idea of getting two second-round picks for him. But that does that mean Trey Lance is ready to go next season as your starter? Yeah, so I think where they are on Trey, they like him a lot. Like, and if you look, like his trajectory last year was he would look raw when they first got him. They got to the summer. There's a 40-day days off that they have between June and July. He comes back and, like, incredible, like, improvement, right? So if you remember the first 10 days of camp, there was, like, a real question, like, could he come and take the job from Jimmy? And then he leveled off. And he didn't play very well when he got his first chance to play, like, week four or five, whatever it was. The tape wasn't good. 
But then towards the end of the year, he started to ascend again. I think where they are on Trey right now, they could play him. But Kyle can't run his convent, like the conventional Kyle Shanahan offense yet with him, and he'd have to game it up a little bit. Now, we know we remember what that looked like when he had Robert Griffin in Washington all those years ago. I think he feels like he could do that. Hmm. Ideally, do they want to do that? I mean, if Jimmy's still around, then maybe there'd be that question. Whereas if Jimmy's gone, I think they're, you know, they go all in on a different type of offense for right now to make it work for Trey Lance in the short term while he grows as a quarterback. He's Albert Breer, senior NFL reporter, Monday morning quarterback, joining us from the uh, NFL meetings. I know that the Dolphins said it was fake news about uh, Tom Brady and <laughs> Tom Brady wanting to go there. Rumors out of Boston that uh, they were yeah. in discussions there. Anything with any morsels of that true? I think it was a discussion point, but I think for the Dolphins, but I think it was a discussion point before Mike McDaniel became the coach. So I think that's sort of where the divide is. And I do know this, like the owner, after coming out of the Watson thing in the fall, I think the owner really decided, okay, like we have this advantage with a quarterback on a rookie contract. I want to find out about Tua, and I want to get an answer on Tua. And I think that, that's part of why they trade for Tyree Kill and they signed Tron Armstead. Like, take all the excuses away. Like, let's find out what we have because after three years, based on the way rookie contracts are set up in the NFL, that's when you got to make your decision on a young quarterback. I mean, you see the tension between Kyler Murray and the Cardinals right now. That's the juncture contractually that the Dolphins are going to be at with Tua next year. So I think the owner really kind of wanted to see on Tua but the possibility of Brady, the tie to Flores, all that different stuff, I think that was sort of something that had been a thought in that organization for a while. I don't think it really is anymore. And I think part of it for Brady, too. I mean, look, he had like that, I don't even want to call it retirement. Like, it's like a five to six week cooling off period so you can think about things, right? And like, I think part of the whole process for Brady personally was coming to terms with if I'm going to play in 2022, it's going to have to be in Tampa. And then the reason he came back when he came back on March 10th was because he knew to get guys back and all the free agents they had to get those guys back, it would have to be then. Otherwise, he'd risk coming back to a shell of the team that he played with the last couple of years. Explain the expansion of the Rooney rule. So there are a couple of different things there. Um, there's the requirement um, that – they bring in and like that every team brings in like a, either a diverse or a, a female um, a candidate to, or a coach, assistant coach that works on the offensive side. That coach is going to have, you know, a direct line to the head coach. And there are going to be sort of things built in to like define the role of that person. The idea being that that person could eventually grow into becoming a quarterback's person, which is where the real pipeline is. And we've seen this over the last few years intensify. Like that, that, that they're going to get more diversity in the quarterback coaching pipeline. So that's the idea there. They added women to the Rooney rule, the definition of the Rooney rule. And we'll see how that plays out. I don't think we're there yet, but maybe, you know, five, 10 years from now, that becomes more of a, like a realistic piece of, of, of the discussion. You know, and, and then I think one of the biggest things, Dan, is like what they're talking about doing outside of it, which is if you talk to like black assistant coaches who've interviewed for jobs, I'm telling you the number one complaint and I, I, it's, it's an easy number one is I'll interview. I think it went well. And then the owner will tell me he was more comfortable with this guy over here. 
It's like, well, what does that mean? And what these guys are saying is you need to get us in front of the owners, right? And so I think for the first time, I you know, hearing them say yesterday, we need to get young assistant coaches, young scouts in front of the owners in social settings, in non-interview settings, hmm. and do it at the combine, doing it at the owners' meetings. That's really important. So maybe in some cases, a guy's interviewing for a job and it's not the first time that he's met that owner. If the comfort level thing is a problem, then that's the only way to fix it, as I see it anyway. The worst-dressed head coach there at the NFL meeting, Susu. <laughs> You're going to get me in trouble here, huh? Uh, I know Matt Rule took a beating on Twitter yes. uh, yesterday, <laughs> right? Like, so Whose pants was, were, was he wearing? Because they look like they, they were a foot too long. They were a little too long. Like, that's like, I mean, I, I, when I saw his pants, and I love Matt, but I, when I saw his pants, I sort of thought to myself, like, that's like when you like when you're on a trip and you like dump wine on your pants or something like that and you got to go to like the outlet store and just pick up whatever you can get right yeah, yeah. Like it felt like one of those situations for me um i don't know who the worst dress would be like i said you're gonna get me in trouble here dan um well mike mccarthy's not here he might have been a candidate andy reed you can make an argument both ways right like some people would say he's the worst dress other people would say he's the best dress mm. where are you at on that um, he's got the, the Luau collection that, right. that he seems yeah. to have trademarked there. And Belichick's not there, right? Bill, Bill's here. Oh, he is. No, Bill's, oh, oh Bill he didn't was, show Bill, up for the picture. Yeah. He actually, the story was that he and Matt Patricia were hustling towards the, um, towards the, 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 the front of the hotel, which is where the picture was taken. And they were hustling towards the front of the hotel and they didn't quite make it. So I'm sure he was heartbroken that, that he couldn't be in the picture. <laughs> but, but he has a very, Bill has, Bill has a, Bill, Bill's had a, Bill's a, if he, at these meetings, Bill's a very Nantucket golfer look, if that makes sense. Like kind of pastels, maybe some white shorts and like a golf visor. Yeah, that's because of his uh, wife or his girlfriend. She, yeah. yeah that, oh, she definitely has a hand in the wardrobe. There's oh, no question. Absolutely. Yeah. Are you reporting that? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, yes. I, can, I, I think I think I can safely report that. Uh, any other rule changes that we need to be aware of? Because it feels like sometimes these things sneak up on us, and we go, "Wait, when did that happen?" And somebody go, "Go, that was in March." No, I mean, like there's so there's so there's a rule that was experimental with the onside kick. I won't bore you with the details, but it was like a health and safety thing that they're gonna you know move from temporary to permanent. I think that's sort of a formality. Um, you know, the Rooney rule stuff was important. This is like, what's interesting is like outside of like the overtime thing, there weren't rules changes. And normally you'll have like six or seven things and yeah. some will go through and some won't. I actually like talking to coaches, like that's a positive thing. That means like the rules are maybe in a decent place. And I think that should help the officiating too. I mean, look, the officials have taken a beating the last few years and in some cases, rightfully so. I mean, you've been on the field for an NFL game. I don't know how anybody makes heads or, heads or tails at field level of what's going on. And so I've always thought about, like, how those guys have to train their eyes to see things. And if you're training your eyes to see things, and then you've got to, like, process five changes, six changes to the rules every year, like how difficult that would be. I wonder if the rules are stagnant for a couple years, if officiating would improve. And I certainly know, like, the coaches like the fact that they don't have to go back to their players now and say, yeah, these five or six things, you got to do them differently. Are you the most famous person in that room right now? Um, 
No comment. <laughs> what? Well, I don't want to sound. I don't want to sound like a jerk, but I must be. So there might be some NFL reporters in there, but you're more famous. I'm very, hum- I'm, I'm, I'm very humble. Okay. I, like, I don't, I don't want to, don't want to talk about myself that way, Dan. <laughs> okay. Uh, I won't tell Peter King you said that. Uh, Albert, great to, <laughs> great to talk to you. Thanks for joining us as always. Awesome. Thanks, Dan. That's Albert Breer from the NFL meetings, and uh, of course, Monday morning quarterback. Yes, Paul. I just want to clarify. He said one of the new overtime rules is. At the end of the fourth quarter, you just keep playing. Yeah. So it's almost like a fifth quarter without any meetings at the midfield or coin flips. Yes. Yes, Eden. Then why wouldn't you just keep playing at the half, too? What? Like, like no halftime? No, like what's the, what's the point of like then you just keep the ball in the third quarter, too? If you have it at the end of the second quarter, just sorry, at halftime, then you just keep it at the third. <laughs> How about third times every 20 minutes? What's time. the point of even having time? Though? I don't know. I don't know. I still like having it like a soccer in a baseball, you know, just just a baseball game that it's it ends at two hours and 30 minutes. It just ends no matter what. You don't even know how much time's left. Yes, time. We just blow up the two minute drill, yeah. the two minute warning, all those things. I know. Mean nothing ever again. I know. I know. Uh, Kurt in Oregon. Hey, Kurt, what's on your mind? Hey Dan, um, yeah, I think it's um, it's interesting that the the overtime rule and the catch those are like the two things that the NFL can't figure out. Everything else, they're Teflon. But um, I do also have a Fritzy Mock headline song that is gonna kill. Oh, okay, all right, here you go. There's Kurt okay. in Oregon. It's to the tune of Umbop. Headlines. Fritzy's dumb mock headlines. No one likes them headlines. Fritzy's mock headlines. Yeah, yeah. All right. Thank you, Kurt. <laughs> yes, Paul. I think we could get a Hanson to do that. I think if we You call. think so? Yeah. They, they seem like nice kids. Yeah. They're probably 45 now. Yes. yes and what are they doing there? We could probably get them to come in studio and shoot hoops. Easy. With us and easy. That mean? Yeah, it was mean spirit. Well, they'll come to your local bar mitzvah Sweet 16 <laughs> for the right price. Who's doing better, them or you? I think it's at least a push. I think I'm doing very well. I'm very happy here. I would make the argument that I'm doing better. Okay. They don't have limericks and mock headlines and stuff. No, they don't. I think I'm more uh, more involved in what's going on in the world than Hanson might be. Uh, Todd is a limerick coming up. I'm we'll, more relevant. That's the word I was looking for. We'll take a break here. Got our play of the day back after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Mike check. Mike check. If you want exclusive insight from the biggest names in the sports game, what's good? This is national champion and former pro baller Chris Johnson. And let me tell you a little bit about my new series, KJ Live. KJ Live is the only show featuring me going one-on-one with the brightest basketball minds on the planet to get the real. And when I say real, I mean that real. I got legendary Hall of Famers, elite coaches, and the top basketball insiders bringing you a unique perspective on all things hoops culture that you will not find anywhere else. So make your next move your best move and tap in with me on KJ Live wherever Get your podcast from. Oh my God! The play, the play, play. of the day. Runner left side, got it. I'm gonna play it and play it. This is the play of the day. 
check this out. Here's Fudd around the Nelson Adota screen. There goes again. It's in her blood. Lisa Kinane has come through in the clutch tonight over and over again. Beckers has as well. Paige Beckers, courtesy of the mothership, had 27-23 after halftime. UConn reaches its 14th consecutive Final Four. Play of the Day brought to you by the hottest rookies, biggest superstars, the all-time greats, the only place to collect them all, Panini Trading Cards, the official trading cards of the DP Show. Instant classics, autograph cards, memorabilia cards, rare inserts, and more. Start or continue your collection now at PaniniAmerica.net. College basketball should be aware of this, but when there is a pick and roll, a screen with Paige Beckers, don't go underneath the screen. <laughs> go above the screen because she's going to kill you. And uh, it was great to see her. You know, she's had a long season, got injured, coming back, and just in time. Todd has a limerick for uh, our girls. Our girls. That's what they call the uh, Yukon Lady Huskies here, Connecticut. Who could ask for much Who? more? 14 straight trips to the Final Four. And while you're playing checkers, it's all chess for Paige Beckers. In her hometown, we'll see what's in stores. Yeah, Final Four will be in uh, Minneapolis there. Todd? NC State fans a little salty that that was a home game-ish for uh, Connecticut. Played in Bridgeport, Connecticut. And... Uh, NC State a number one seed, and Connecticut was a number two seed, and uh, they were a little – it was an unbelievable game, double overtime, but a little little frosty there that they had to travel to Connecticut as a number one seed. Yes, Pauline? I thought it was very thoughtful that the NCAA took an up-and-coming program like <laughs> UConn and gave them a little assistance to get over that hump and get to play with the big boys by letting them play a home game. All righty. Uh, Andrew in Washington. Hi, Andrew. Welcome back. Hey, good morning, good guys. Morning. You had a great weekend. Thank you. Um, real quick, I had an idea about the uh, high school dunk contest, maybe moving to the NBA once it becomes a high school to NBA draft. It was much more exciting last night than the NBA dunk contest. But listening to yesterday's uh, show on the podcast, couldn't watch it on Peacock, I was wondering, I was surprised, and uh, I would just like to throw it out there for Chris Rock if he's listening out there, but, you know, Paulie, I mean, Fritzy came up with a line a few years ago, and it could go into his comedy act because he could say that he was on an award show, giving out something, said something wrong, and all of a sudden, as anybody had, section, stage, smack. Okay. Hopefully that's not too soon. All right. Well, thank you, Andrew. That's a long setup, though. <laughs> kind of got the same reaction as Chris Rock did for his joke with G.I. Jane 2. But I like the effort. Andrew usually brings it every morning. Sometimes you don't. Scott in North Carolina. Hi, Scott. DP. Hi, Scott. Good morning. A couple of things. Um, first of all, how how long are we going to keep buying the Gonzaga stock? I I laughed when Mark Few was bragging about his players, you know, getting the number one and staying there for so long. I'm like, you're playing San Francisco and Pepperdine every night. What do you expect? I mean, I I'm so I'm tired. I'm not putting them in my Final Four anymore. They've burned me too much. Um, I, I just don't get it. I don't know how they can be a blue blood and have never won a national title. So, a uh, lifelong Tar Heel fan. I live just outside Durham. This is a huge week. The tension is crazy out here. We've waited a long time for this, but I'm also very superstitious. I'm the guy that tore his Achilles right before North Carolina beat Duke and Cameron. Um, and the recovery's going so well. I'm wondering 
Should I tear the other one? <laughs> I mean, this is huge. I, I don't know how superstitious you Scott, are. I'm considering Scott, it. would you tear your other Achilles if it guaranteed I, North Carolina won a title? If it, it's questionable. I, I'm thinking about giving up coffee. I'm really superstitious. Coffee might be worse than another Achilles tear. So <laughs> I just, I just wanted your input. I know you. You know, got some super superstitious ways. So, well, good luck. Yeah, this is a tough one. Down the fact that North Carolina and Duke have never played in the NCAA tournament against one another. You would have thought that. Remember when it felt like they were trying to set up like Texas Tech versus Indiana, Bob Knight versus you know Indiana. The storylines there, and you would have thought North Carolina versus Duke. You would set up a storyline there at some point, and they never did. Uh, Steve in Florida. Hi, Steve. What's on your mind? Hey, good morning, DP. How you doing? Good, sir. What do you got? Hey, listen, I wanted to give you a little uh, shout-out. You was talking about Kelly Slater earlier, and I wanted to give you a question of uh, whose career would you rather have, Kelly Slater or Tom Brady? And, uh, okay. Uh, let me uh, – Kelly Slater was at the Academy Awards on uh, Sunday night. He was with Tony Hawk and uh, Sean White, and they were presenters there. Would I take, and I'd take Tom Brady's life. Kelly Slater's got a good life. Once again, is there somebody who rivals him that the amount of fame, but we, we don't get to see him be famous, be great. Now, hardcore surfing fans do, but can you think of somebody who has that kind of notoriety? Most famous surfer uh, was on Baywatch, dated a lot of famous women. But how many times have you sat down and watched Kelly Slater surf? You know, with Tony Hawk, you got to see him at the X Games. Sean White got to see him at the X Games, the Olympics. Kelly, I don't know if there's an athlete who rivals that with, we've seen less, but we know, I mean, he's famous. Can you think of anybody else who falls in line with that? They've been that, they're that famous, but we're not quite sure what they do when they do it. Yeah, Paul. The only people you could think of are Olympic athletes because you watch them for a couple days every four years. But like Michael Phelps, we watch hours and hours yeah. of Michael Phelps coverage. Yeah, because Usain he was Bolt in then. so many races. Yeah, but Usain Bolt, you saw him with how many races, and it was on the, a big stage at the Olympics. Prime time, you would you would see him at he would run what four times in the hundred and four times in the two hundred qualifying relay race. So you got to see a lot of Usain Bolt. I mean, it wasn't a long period of time, but you got to see him at his peak. Uh, Kelly Slater might be uh, one of one when it comes to something like this. He'll join us coming up next hour. So we can talk about the Academy Awards. He's also in second place in our bracket challenge. Final hour of the program, Nick Wright, my uh, good friend from Fox Sports, First Things First, will join us. We'll talk about the Lakers situation. Is there a good chance or is it bad chance that they won't make the play-in game? LeBron doubtful with the ankle for the uh, next game with the Lakers. Nick will join us coming up final hour. More phone calls coming up. One hour in the books, two more to go. Dan Patrick show. One more item as we close out hour one. What do U.S. News, PC Magazine, Popular Science, and me have in common? They all rank. We all rank. Simply Safe Home Security is the best home security system of 2021. U.S. News just named Simply Safe the best home security of 2022. 
We haven't even gotten into April yet. That's how good they are. Simply Safe protects your whole home, round the clock, every door, window, room. You got the best 24 7 professional monitoring in the business, ready to dispatch police, firefighters, EMTs to your home. And Simply Safe is going to cost you less than $1 a day. And you can set it up around 30 minutes. And it's always simple to use. No long term contract. Try it for 60 days, risk-free. And if you don't like it, you can send it back free of charge. Customize the perfect system for your home. And it's going to take you a couple of minutes. You go to simplysafedan.com and decide what you want. Go today, claim a free indoor security camera, plus 20% off interactive monitoring, simplysafedan.com.